Hurry up, your favorite show's about to start. Grab a Capri Sun, some Dunkaroos, and settle in for another episode of The Millennial Movie Club. Here comes Millennial Movie Podcast. The two podcast hosts that you really like, like more than a friend. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Dan, what's up? Nothing, I was just enjoying, just kind of listening. It was was amazing. (laughs) Aw, thanks. Um, Hey, everybody. Thanks for waiting a week for us while I battled it out with some really lame laryngitis, but now my beautiful voice has returned. Yeah, with like a tinge of of like really like husky, you know, sultry. Yeah, (laughs) sultry and what? (laughs) So you're just better than ever. Yeah, it's that sultry, nasally Mm. congestion that really gets the motor running yeah it's that mucinex style mm, yeah smooth mucinex expectorant <laughs> well uh something fun that dan brought to my attention last week not that we could act on it because i was ill but uh something that we thought we'd like to share is that the millennial movie club podcast just hit its first birthday so wild i mean we didn't it's not like this is like the 52nd episode because we haven't done one every week but like that's true. Yeah, I got, I got something on my time hop where it was like the first release. I was like, wow. Yeah, freaking exciting, man. Yeah. How many episodes have we put out? I think this is like 40? Yeah, this will be episode 41. Whoa. Oh, man, we missed our 40th our for, <laughs> celebration of our 40th. I don't know if people do that. Well, it's Sandlot. Yeah, so we were celebrating baseball, which I think is more meaningful to you than anything. Yeah, but. we've still got three more baseball celebration movies. Uh, the next three episodes <laughs> are all baseball ones. Yeah, yeah. But our podcast turning one was the first, is, is a close second to being as exciting as baseball season. Mm-hmm. And... Just like, what a freaking accomplishment. I'm proud of us. Me too. Yeah. What a great, great time. What a great, crazy year. What a crazy, wild ride you guys have all been along for. And we're so happy for for those of you who have been with us from the beginning to those of you who are just joining us. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. And if you're just joining, you've got like 40 other episodes to listen to if you'd like. Or just oh, pick your, so your faves. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> just do it all in like in two days yeah and then tweet at us and we'll send you a we'll make a shirt or something and send it yeah to yeah um also for those of you how who have been like hey let us give you our money start a patreon already guess what it's coming it's coming we're thinking of a bunch of different ways to do it, and we'll figure it out. We're figuring it out. We're making it happen, and we're going to give you video episodes, okay? So just drop it already. Yeah, drop it already. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> well, I've loved doing this podcast. It's been a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's really been an out-of-this-world experience for me. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking <laughs> of out-of-this-world, oh. we've decided to... To give you our, a space-themed birthday episode as we talk about Men in Black. Hell yeah. It, Men in Black is the fucking best. Not to give away Dude. the ending of this episode, but I like this movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler it's alert. Good. It's really good. Yeah. Dude, I forgot how much I loved it. I really, like, I was also like, yeah, Men in Black. Cool, cool, cool. And then I started it when I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my god! Me too. I kind of love this. It didn't lose a step. It's so good. No, the only thing that lost a step 
Well, in a matter of uh, yeah, in a matter of seconds. <sighs> Freaking Will Smith is so great in this movie. He's perfect. He's amazing. They had a bunch of other like alternate cast choices. It's like how could you, I can't imagine anyone but Will Smith no, playing this role. Absolutely not. And I'm sure we will get into all of those fun facts. For sure. So, I am Jazz Zapatos and um speaking of birthdays, once I got invited to like one of my very first sleepover birthday parties um and it was a girl that lived in my neighborhood and i at that time was a bedwetter we all did it yeah it was it followed me for many many moons and for this particular party i was like no you know what like i am gonna do it i'm gonna crush this party like Nothing's going to stop me from being a cool, normal girl. Cool, dry, normal girl. <laughs> you, nothing says cool girl like being super dry. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it is like today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I slept over in the middle of the night. I, I was like on like a pullout couch or something. Woke up in the middle of the night, fully soaked through, yeah. crept out mm. in the night, left their home. And walked back to my home and like knocked on the door. And I was like, had to have been like nine. Just wandering the streets in my wet jammies, like knocking on the door, hoping my mother would wake up. She's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and Jazz grew up in downtown Detroit too. So it was a tough neighborhood. <laughs> I did not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, luckily they were in my neighborhood, but still a small child walking around at night alone covered in piss like i think you had your shame dicey. to keep away I, any i've attacker. never yeah absolutely i've never had a walk of shame in my adult life because i don't think anything could outshame that after like a regular walk of shame i'm just like so what i got laid at least i'm not covered in piss yeah i'm at least super I'm not covered dry in piss, that's mine yeah <laughs> way too dry if i'm covered in piss it's not mine right. after a walk of shame <laughs> right. let's just say that and then that's kind of a badge of honor in, its, in and of itself so absolutely she's down for whatever yeah exactly well i just like <laughs> to say that we've all been there i can't think of an exact i i know that that's happened to me and i hope you you know uh i think it made you the person you are today so Aww, thanks Dan. yeah which is a good person you love me unconditionally wet or dry i do yeah whatever whatever <laughs> status you're you'd like to be in that day <laughs> anyway um, who are you yeah i'm dan levine and my whew, now my fact sounds stupid when i was a kid most of my birthdays were bowling bowling parties oh yeah had to i think it was more so that i didn't ever want to think about what to do for my birthday party so i was like oh yeah of course we'll just go bowling and you'd go like night bowling with like neon lights you'd sing the song the the this like sound was a little bit louder <sighs> crazy time yeah oh yeah laser lights like freaking greasy greasy balls you know <laughs> sticking your fingers in those balls and then sticking them into a, a communal french fry oh yeah you know like if you can survive that you deserve another birthday at the bowling alley yeah it's a, it's kind of good that like there are kids balls and there are grown-ups balls because kids can't hold the grown-ups balls because they're too heavy and that probably helps because there's not like a bunch of chicky finger residue in them and then everyone can kind of <laughs> have their own thing yeah it's definitely less of like ew who got this bowling ball grease in my cheeky fingers it's like ew who got these cheeky fingers in my balls right right i forgot about the other part of that it's like ew, there's a 
unknown hole that you're sticking your fingers in and then sticking them all over my cheeky fingers. Ah, too many finger <laughs> fingers covered in things you don't want as on your fingers. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. Suffice it to say, I will not be having my birthday party at a bowling alley. Well, maybe I will. Actually, that's, that sounds kind of cool. you think. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. It's fucking fun. Yeah. Go to a place where they do like midnight bowling and just bring some Purell. Yeah, for sure. I don't even care. Uh, who am I kidding? <laughs> You've made it this long. You're like, I am riddled with health issues. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we've gotten to the bottom of it. They're all via hole of bowling ball. Via bowling hole. <laughs> via bowling hole. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of weird fingers being places they shouldn't be, mm. let's talk about some aliens. Let's set the scene, shall we? Yes, please. They are the best kept secret in the universe. Working for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency, K and J are the men in black, providers of immigration services and regulators of all things alien on Earth. While investigating a series of unregistered close encounters, the MIB agents uncover the deadly plot of an intergalactic terrorist who is on a mission to assassinate two ambassadors from opposing galaxies, currently in residence in New York City. Spot on. I mean, when you hear it like that, I'm gonna be honest, that doesn't sound that great to me. And I think that, uh, like, apparently, Tommy Lee Jones read the script at first and he was like, this sucks. And Steven Spielberg was like, I promise it's gonna get better. The fact that Tommy Lee Jones is in a movie about, like, aliens just, like, squirting around is, like, is absurd when you think about it. But he's perfect. They were like, you gotta play this whole thing straight. Like, you're never not gonna be playing it straight. And he was kind of pissed. He was like, I'd like to do something a little, like, kooky, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, that's not you, Tommy. I would have gotten Jim Carrey or whatever. He has the best lines in the movie. He's perfect. He's like a real character in this movie, I think. Yeah. He grounds the whole thing. And everything he says is both a mix of like funny and like super profound. I agree. Yeah. I guess the the point I was trying to make is like the plot is kind of besides the point. I was watching it this time over and I was like, wait, okay, so what's going like, why do they need the universe? Like, I've never really even give a shit, <laughs> given a shit about it because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. We're just like, which galaxy is this? Is it ours? Like, right. I, or I guess galaxy, I mean, right? Sorry, my bad. Yeah. And we'll get into it. But so basically with movies, right, you want to either tell a new story in a way that we've heard before or you want to tell a story we've heard before in a new way. Mm. And so I feel like it's doing the latter. It's like, great, okay, terrorist agents, let's get the thing they're after before they do or we're in danger, right? But we're just now setting it in an intergalactic setting and it is fun. It's really fun to watch. It's so fun. It's the whole the whole thing about it. I mean, it's just a buddy cop, I guess, comedy. It's like perfect. Yeah. With some some sassy one-liners from Will Smith thrown in, like <sighs> so many one-liners. Oh yeah. Speaking of that dude, let's dive into the cast, shall we? Yes. We've got Agent J, played by the one and only Will Smith, who we know. I'll just read it. With relentless energy and boundless charisma, rapper turned acclaimed actor Will Smith transformed himself from his early hip hop persona, The Fresh Prince, to become both an Oscar nominated performer and one of the biggest blockbuster action stars of all time. Well, now an Oscar winner. Mm. Although, did he have to get a, give it back? I don't know. I know that he's not invited back. Yeah, he's banned for 10 years or something. We know him from Wild Wild West, Legends of Bagger Vance, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, King Richard, where he won. What? Wait, what are you reading? (laughs) Who would ever say we know him from Wild Wild West? 
I handpicked these. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my bad. I'm reading what I wrote. I thought this was because insane. I only choose the good ones. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> We just start at Wild Wild West so that we could get up to King Richard. Do you know what I mean? It's called an, a story arc. <laughs> That's right. A character arc. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the cherry on top being him slapping Chris Rock in the face at the Academy Awards. Yeah. He really, really put his foot in it. Yeah. People didn't like that. No, certainly not. Uh, for a good reason. It was dumb. You big dumb dummy. We should be good as long as we keep his wife's name out of our motherfucking mouths. I will never say his wife's name, ever. <laughs> We're way too scared. Yeah, I don't want that evil. He's just going to open up the door and be like... Yeah, I just get an Amazon package and slap. <laughs> it's Will Smith coming to slap you right in the mouth. Yeah. It looked like a really bad slap, too. I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake I when I watched did. it live. Yeah. And then was like, oh, no. It's the perfect PR stunt. Right? They should do that more yeah. often, to be honest. I, I feel conflicted about it. I think that more yeah. people should get hit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's the, my takeaway. Um, so they Will Smith wasn't the first uh, choice here. So I think that Chris O'Donnell was the first choice. Who is that? Man? He's the guy who played Robin in the Batman movies. He also did a bunch of other stuff, but like, I don't... What? Yeah. And then also, I think that David Schwimmer was offered the role as well. No. Ugh. Oh like at the height God. of friends they were really thinking about this in a, in a totally different lens at first yeah how could he be like a bumbling idiot kind of like david schwimmer would have to be and then play this role right this would have been such a different movie i i would have hated it. i think everyone would have hated it but uh, apparently the uh sonnenfeld the director um he didn't want those two he wanted will smith so he sat down with uh chris o'donnell because Steven Spielberg was like, go talk to him. And he was like, I'm just not a very good director. And I don't think this movie is going to be very good. And I don't think you should do it. And he was like, oh, okay, I won't do it. And then he got Will Smith. Oh. <laughs> so smart. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, trick ya, trick ya. Yeah, now your career is totally is. dead. <laughs> Damn. All right. Dude's playing games. Yeah. He's got game. He's got game. And... I I, it also it. took like some some uh, convincing for Will Smith because he thought it was kind of like too similar to Independence Day. He's like, how many alien right. things can I do? But uh, his <laughs> wife, she who will not be we named, not convinced name. him to take the part. She started steering this ship early. Oh, yeah. Um, playing opposite him as Agent K, we have the effortless and classic Tommy Lee Jones. He emerged to become one of the most admired and respected film stars of his generation. He got his start on the daytime soap One Life to Live, and that eventually led to leading roles in movies like No Country for Old Men, JFK, The Fugitive, Captain America, Lincoln, etc., etc., etc. You know who the first pick was? Kind of a similar kind of thing. Um, old, old crotchety guy. Clint Eastwood. <sighs> Nailed it. Crushed it. <gasps> really? Yeah. Fuck Great yeah. guess. Great guess. Oh, man, this podcast doing me a world of good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would have been great. I too. think he would have been great. Yeah, no matter what. But it would have been the same. We w- It wouldn't have been like a massive departure from what we got. But Yeah, but I, I kind of hate Clint Eastwood and I love Tommy Lee Jones. So Tommy Lee Jones is more lovable. Yeah, he is. He's like straight. He's a straight shooter, 
but he still has a lovable and like an inner softness that you can detect, which I think Clint Eastwood has less of. I also think he has a uh, like a funny bone, and I I just don't think that Clint Eastwood has that in him. No, Clint has Eastwood he ever perpetually done? Perpetually looks like his prostate's acting up. He just looks like someone's on his lawn that he doesn't want to be. Yeah, all <laughs> the time. Lawn. Yeah, that is fine for certain for certain occasions, certain movies, but. I think this movie needed a little bit of that. You know Je what? ne yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, in the role of Laurel, we have Linda Fiorentino, a femme fatale in the mold of classic screen sirens. She was cast in her first role as the sensual older woman in the niche teen movie Vision Quest in 1985. Her most iconic role came in the character of scam artist Bridget Gregory in The Last Seduction in 1994, which brought her many accolades and awards. She's an interesting one in this. I like feel like her character is only like half developed. I agree. Because we just don't care. Yeah. I d- like, wait, is she a freak or is she cool? I don't know. I think, do we even like talk about her in this way? Like she's like third actor we talk about. Is it only because she becomes his partner? Like, because she's such a minor character in this movie. She is, but then she like becomes more important. And also I felt an obligation because she's the only female role in this film. Well, what about uh, Edgar's wife? She's so good. (laughs) She is really good. Edgar. Your skin's hanging off your bones, Edgar. (laughs) (laughs) Best scene in in film history. Wearing an Edgar suit. (laughs) (laughs) I love that There's a D in there, ma'am. No, no, Edgar. She was great. Um, yeah, this role was massively underdone. This is clearly a movie about men in black mm. and not about women at all. Um, but that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Zed is played by actor Rip Torn. Gotta love that name. So good. Did a ton of Broadway and TV throughout his career. He, he was also the wrench-tossing dodgeball coach. <laughs> That's all dodgeball. I think about, yeah. <laughs> I know. He's in Marie Antoinette. Although, in the mid-2000s, his ornery side caught up with him. A string of arrests for driving while intoxicated culminated in a 2010 incident in which an inebriated torn attempted to break, break into a bank office branch in Connecticut, which he believed to be his home residence, and his career never really recovered after that. That's all I died. think about. Of him, that he's like this, like crazy person. He went crazy and then he died. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, rip in peace. Rip in peace. Rip torn. <laughs> rip torn in peace. All right. Anyway, torn to pieces. <laughs> and lastly, have to give it to actor Vincent D'Onofrio in the role of Edgar. Though he established his career in the 1980s and 90s with numerous film roles in movies like Full Metal Jacket, Mystic Pizza, Adventures in Babysitting. He became a household name thanks to his nine-season run as Detective Robert Gorin on the long-running procedural drama Law & Order Criminal Intent. I don't care what he's done in the past. This is the best thing he's done. This is maybe the best acting we've ever seen in film. I, I totally agree. I think that like we, we're talking about how great Will Smith is. It pales. Will Smith is just doing Will Smith, yeah. right? It wasn't a stretch for Will he's Smith. He's a bug. Or Tommy Lee Jones. He is literally an alien monster squished inside a rotting skin suit. And it shows. And it's so believable. The physical work he does in this role, he's fucking disgusting. It's gross. It's phenomenal. It's so... Every little tiny movement he makes is is fantastic. And his voice... (laughs) It don't matter. 
fact about sugar. 10 seconds. You don't even be matter. <laughs> so good. If you're going to watch this movie, rewatch this movie for any reason, let it be that. Yeah. And maybe you could find like a best of Egger on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe we can find it. Definitely. Oh, it's... A lot less. <laughs> Is this better? <laughs> Put my hands on my head. <laughs> God. What a phenomenal, so phenomenal role! I love it. Oh man, that is a that is a fucking feast for an actor. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he put these like basketball braces on his legs to create his walk. He said, "I slightly bent my legs and locked off both braces so I couldn't move either way, but it was slightly bent, and I taped off both my feet and tried to walk. And that's how he gets that like, because he's supposed to be like, not for nothing, but like this bug is like." 40 feet tall and somehow he yeah, crams huge. himself into edgar into this body and his the limbs are just not cooperating with him <laughs> and like throughout the movie he's deteriorating more and more and more and becoming less like a human oh the skin suit is rotting <laughs> off disgusting. of him disgusting and every time he puts his hands on stuff, cockroaches crawl out. Oh, oh, man. Maybe one of the most vile characters in cinema. Truly disgusting. And Hats man, off. Hats off, dude. You know he like did all that work himself. Like he, You know he just like, I'm going to make these choices. He probably just watched Bugs for years. A Bugs Life? Probably watched A Bugs Life and then Ants. And that was enough. <laughs> in the same year. Yeah, <laughs> as we all did. Yeah, we had to. Yeah. A total feast for an actor. But speaking of somebody who feasts on actors, mm. shall we get into the reviews? Absolutely. I'm assuming all good stuff. Mostly, mostly good. Good. Uh, starting with David Hunter at The Hollywood Reporter, who writes, A terrifically entertaining combination of alien conspiracy fears played for laughs and French connection meets Ghostbusters thrills. Men in Black is so much fun, one is actually mildly disappointed when it ends after an economically short 98 minutes. It is. It's in and out. It is. It's very quick. Love it. Quick and dirt. Quick and slimy. Quick and slimy I like and it. gross and dirty and great. And it feels quick. It never drags. No. And it made me like, I mean, not that I remember the caliber and I'm sure like nothing ever holds up, but I was like, hey, that means I have like two more of these that I can catch up, <sighs> I up on too. I don't think so. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be as good. But it made me excited that there were more. So that's a good sign. I know that I've watched Men in Black 2, but I don't remember one thing about it. I know that Tommy Lee Jones works at a post office in the beginning, I think. All I remember is this. And he's like, Are you crying because it's raining? Or is it raining because you're sad? That's from that movie? <laughs> yeah. Like the girl, I forget her name, that actress that she's in it, but like she is actually an alien. She doesn't know it. And it's like Tommy Lee's daughter. I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> don't worry about it. Okay. So, I'm not going to. <laughs> we'll stick with this movie because we liked it. And you know who else liked it? Our alien grandpa, mm. Roger E. The bug himself. Original bug. Original. OGB. Mm-hmm. E <laughs> no, O G O G B R E. Original gangster bug Roger Ebert. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Why Sorry. is that so hard? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was my fault. Gawa the Pagam. Yeah. He gives it three out of four stars, saying the plot, if there can be said to be one, and if I understood it, involves a scheme by Edgar to somehow use a captured galaxy to conquer Earth. <laughs> 
Although aliens would presumably be more advanced than we laggards on Earth, many of these aliens seem to have advanced only to the approximate level of the Three Stooges and are vanquished by a series <laughs> of bizarre weapons employed by J and K. Men in Black continues this summer's tradition, already established by Con Air and Batman. Ooh, good wow. summer. Yeah, fantastic and, uh, <laughs> Of big budget action pictures that at least have the wit to know how silly they are. Wait, so is he saying that it should be more aware of itself? No, I think he's saying it is aware of itself. Oh, good. Okay. It, it has the wit to know how silly it is. I'd say I share that criticism. It doesn't make any sense that we would have any type of authority over aliens. <laughs> how does that work? Right. And it's so true. Like they are collecting all of these like alien advancements they're like so far ahead but then like every time we meet one they're just kind of like a little bumblefuck like, yeah but maybe that's what happens like when aliens leave space and come to earth and live among the humans they become kind of just as idiotic. right oh that makes sense to me i mean i just i love the fact that they're kind of dumb so, and like and some of them are nice and they can't all be winners right like it's an entire race we can't say like all aliens it's an entire it's an entire bunch species. of races tons yeah. of species and races and Ton- all that yeah exactly so we can't Infinite, be like yeah all really. of them should be super advanced that's like being like all french people are rude or like all americans are fat and lazy you know you should be like all americans love guns and we'd be like yes okay. that is true but mm-hmm. it's not like that because we're so earth is so much in its infancy that the probability that another alien race is more primitive than us is like astronomical right like why is tony shalhoub just scraping by as like an arms dealer in a pawn shop when like he could be living large you know with all the alien technology and advancements on jupiter at an alien carnival or whatever yeah Or Jupiter's Tony moon, Shalhoub. rather. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub, get your butt to that carnival on Jupiter and get out of this riffraff. Like, why are you, like, fucking living that NYC bodega life? Unnecessary. Also, I know you're listening, so take this to heart. Tony Shalhoub, friend of the pod. Past and future guest. <laughs> anyway, the last review I have is a bit more relatable to us, I think. Um, and it just says, look, guys, I'm 32. I've been drinking. I love this movie. That's all. The sequels, mediocre. The first, crazy good. If only producers could make more like this without making a sequel. Oh, well, we can just drink and rewatch Men in Black over and over and revel in nostalgia. Wow. Just read us the book. That that dude, I want to find that. Did one of us write this? I'm not sure I didn't write that from watching that last night. I'll read any review that starts with, look, guys, yeah. I'm 32. I've been drinking. I'm going to level with you guys. I love that. It's a good movie. Yeah. What are you going to say? Well, the other two weren't that good. Mediocre, but I'm 32. What are you going to do? I just think about the good old days. I've been drinking. I'm 32 years old. How did I what find my way into the me? Amazon review section? <laughs> Love that. That's exactly the way I feel. Um, shall we go to Queens, hop in a flying saucer, and shoot straight into the plot? And get shot down right into the plot immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Distract a, play- a Mets player. <laughs> yeah. I will say, as somebody who is currently residing in Queens, it was very exciting for me. Oh, yeah. Right. Every The whole thing takes place in... I mean... This whole thing. I thought it was so brilliant, the fact that it's in New York. Uh, they weren't uh, originally it was supposed to be all different places like Kansas and that. And then we were like, no, New York is great. Like everyone is so strange and no one even cares 
how strange you are. Like aliens would love yes. that shit. It's one of the few places I think where aliens could be living among us and we would have no idea. Yeah, Philly too, I think probably. Definitely. Some really strange you people and I, around here. Yeah. Surrounded by aliens. Mm-hmm. We begin. First of all, as soon as the credits, the opening credits start rolling, I was like, I love this already. Me and too. why? Because Danny Elfman did the music and I love him so much. And if you don't know Danny Elfman, he was responsible for doing the scores of most, if not all, of the Tim Burton movies. So if you can think of like the style of Nightmare Before Christmas, of Batman, of Edward Scissorhands, all of those, that kind of like dark and kooky but still playful music that's danny elfman and man yeah we're driving through the desert we see a van get pulled over that is driven by this dude who's trying to smuggle illegal aliens over the border from mexico uncle rico um or uh the guy from white lotus oh he's driving the van yeah jennifer coolidge's husband in white lotus is driving the van wow <laughs> bring it up the octave let's go i want the club remix right now and i want it to be our new that was as high as i could go so uh so yeah jennifer coolidge's husband from white lotus is trying trying to drive a bunch of illegal aliens over the border to mexico before he can border control shows up but before they can do much agent k shows up grabs one out of the group sends the rest onward and brings them over the hill for a little chat turns out this alien is an actual space alien and it almost kills one of the troopers i am still sick uh and it almost kills one of the one of the troopers until k explodes it with a gun there's just like this blue goo everywhere and they have to erase one of their memories. And this is just like a little snippet into just your average day on the job in Men in Black. Yeah. And it's also worth it to say that like Men in Black, number one, is a comic first. It's adapted from a comic. Number two, like people believe that Men in Black are a real thing, whether they're called Men in Black or not. That there's a government or that there's a part of the government, uh, a group of people that come in like and just clean up shit like in case we already you see. Know. Yeah. We already know that this is real because now they've since this movie came out. They've told us a million times, like, yeah, this exists. And yeah, aliens are real. And then they'll be like, we're about to really tell you about it. And then it like, we just get distracted by more crazy world events. But we're like, weren't you guys going to tell us some stuff about aliens? What's I going think on? Tom DeLonge has got us, to be honest. If, if, if we're going to find out anything, he'll make sure we know. So Right. Yeah, because I can't, I've just been looking for aliens for so long and I just can't keep wearing my heart on my sleeve mm. like this, just like staring up into the sky and being like, where are you? And I'm so and sorry. And I'm so sorry. I just want to know if aliens are real. I want to believe. The indecision of the government. <laughs> just like, let us know already. Yeah. Anyway. K, Agent K is on the job, this job with his partner D, who is definitely getting a little old. And basically, it's just like, all right, I think my day has come. And so he, what do we call this? Is it neuralize? neuralize I just uh, flashy thing to him. I don't know. Yeah, he does the flashy thing, which as we all know, he holds this little pen up. It flashes and delete, deletes all his, <laughs> erases all his memory. <laughs> so um, cut to Will Smith, NYPD, chasing down bad guys in New York City. 
and he's just like chasing down this perp who seems to have superhuman skills. It's like scaling the sides of buildings. He's got this weird ray gun uh, and he finally catches up to him and the guy's like, your world is going to end. And he just like jumps off the roof and kills himself. This so. is such a cool action scene. This whole thing is so good. Mm-hmm. It's scary too. Like when he just jumps off the build or falls off the building. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are we dealing with here? He does a weird blink and like his eye, his like pupils change shape. Oh, so he's cool. Like, what are you? <laughs> what are we'll say, you? Like, what are you? <laughs> also, Will Smith is so You're freaking good. You're arrested for treason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what they're going to th- He's He's treasonous. That's why yeah. they're, they're chasing him. Will Smith um, is so good at whatever this is, like jumping through running? traffic and shit. <laughs> yeah, like being yeah. this NYPD officer. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he chased down a cephalopod by foot. Yeah. It's very impressive, as we learn. He's the best so, of the best. Best of the best. Now we cut to a farmhouse in upstate New York. We are some asshole just being a total dick to his wife about like how the dinner sucks. He's like, all that, something like. Only thing that pulls its weight around here is my goddamn truck. (laughs) And then something falls out of the sky and explodes his truck. It's like figures. (laughs) Figures. He goes to the hole. There's an alien down there. He tries to pull out his rifle, but before he can, this thing grabs him, eats his insides, and then crawls inside his skin to live. Yeah. I mean, he just guts him, I guess. Slurps out the middle. Yeah. It's like eating a, a lobster, I suppose. But, a but squishier, he's more like a lobster, a though. A squishier lobster. Like drinking jello through a straw. Oh, that's how you envisioned it? He's not like using like little utensils to get all the meat out, I guess? Well, because, you know, he's got to keep the skin suit intact. Right. I still, well, okay, yeah, fair. Maybe he just sliced down the back, one clean slice. Oh, well, yes, right, because uh, theoretically he's, like, sewn up in the back because that's how he comes out. Right, right, yeah. I thought he would, like, crawl through his butt or something. (laughs) Like a bug would, yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Does it? So, like, when you eat eat a lobster tail. Yeah, you crawl through its butt. If anyone's ever eaten a lobster tail. If anyone hasn't eaten a lobster, that's how you do it. Speak now. Yeah. Um, so he climbs out of this hole and we get to meet that his wife, which is so funny. Uh, Edgar. And then he's like, give me sugar water. And she gives him sugar water. And then he like pulls his face off and she faints. And it's like, all right, we have our villain. Do bugs like sugar and water? Because mm-hmm. it's like, is he just like... An actual bug, I guess. He's just like a, a yeah. cockroach. Okay. So uh, cut back. Will Smith is being questioned at the police station. And of course, no one is believing what he saw until Kay comes, neutralizes, neuralizes everyone. I'm just going to call it that. I think that's right. Right? <laughs> yeah, because I think it's called a neuralizer. Yeah, I think so. He's just like, all right, you're coming with me. So takes him to this pawn shop to ID the weapon that he saw. This pawn shop run by Tony Shalhoub. Will Smith thinks he has it. Well, let's just call him Jay. He's about to become Agent Jay. Yes. Jay right. thinks he has a handle on things until Kay shoots Tony Shalhoub's head and it explodes and then another one grows back. Has Tony Shalhoub ever swung and missed? No. He's just, he's batting a thousand. Always. Yeah. One thousand percent. I will say like, I get that you've probably seen some crazy shit as a member of the NYPD, but he's taken all this surprisingly well. I agree. There's times where he's like seeing an alien for the first time and he's just kind of like blinking like a little bit rapidly and that's kind of it. It's not like, yeah. what the fuck is that thing? Right, right. Like he watches the head grow back and he's like, 
okay, I guess I have some things to learn. Right. Like, <laughs> and he doesn't even do the, the, the whole thing where it's like, oh my God, I must be dreaming, you know? Thank God. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would I hate that. Which makes me, and I can't remember if we get more into this in the other movies, but we like, we basically know nothing about Will Smith's life up until this point. And it, to be honest, like he takes a few hours to consider it, but he pretty easily cuts ties with anybody living on earth is like pretty down with erasing his entire identity so like it just makes me wonder what his life was up until this point if like he's not super phased by this and is willing to just like say goodbye to anyone he's ever met yeah i i just appreciate the brevity of this it's like you get it like i don't know he's let's just get to the point yeah let's just get to the point let's get let's have more like funny interactions with with aliens right and it's like this is the universe we're in we have a moment of explanation but we don't have to have the whole like what aliens yeah Ah!" like (laughs) i love that about it and it's like k kind of like throws him in the deep end right away too like there's no ramp up he's just kind of on the job I mean, he's training him essentially in one day to take him over what he's doing. So Yeah, that's a bold move. It's pretty bold. So Jay has seen a lot this evening, but he IDs the weapon for Kay and then Kay neutralizes. I keep saying neutralize. (laughs) Neuralizes him, but then gives him a card with an address on it to be at the next morning. So at first I was like, why does he neuralize him if he's just going to invite him? But then I realized it's probably to give him sort of like an unbiased experience in the entrance exam. Also, if he doesn't come back, I he can't just know about aliens. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. He shows up the next morning and it's him and a bunch of the nation's finest. And I mean foinest. nation's foinest. Yeah. The nation's foinest military gentleman. Uh, and they're administering a bunch of these tests, like, you know, giving them a paper exam and they're sitting in a bunch of egg chairs and Jay is the, the only one who like pulls over the table to use it. He's he thinking outside the box. Yeah. He keeps sort of taking the illogical route every time instead of sort of playing by the book and Agent K is pulling for him. Yeah. So that's the kind of person um, they're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. So the next part is then kind of like convincing him that this whole thing is real. You know, that they're this government agency that ensures peaceful and safe interaction between humans and aliens on Earth. Basically, like they're just aliens coming here looking for work to live a peaceful life just like anybody else. They have this like good piece of dialogue, too. Where he's telling, we're, we're at the part where they're at the bench, right? Where he's yep. like telling him and he's like, okay, so there are 1500 aliens on the planet at any time or whatever. And Edwards or Jay is like, why the big secret? Like people are smart. They can handle it. And Kay's like, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. And you, you know it. Like, and then he's like, 1500 years ago, everyone knew the earth was the center of the universe. Like 500 years. Right. They knew it. 500 years ago, everyone knew the earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that humans were alone on this planet. And imagine what you'll know tomorrow. And it's like, that's a good speech. God, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. So basically, and then he's like, so like. What's the the catch? The choice is yours. What's the catch? You have to sever all ties with anyone on this planet. No one knows you exist. And I'll give you till sunrise to think about it. Okay. So this is my question. There's no fucking way you do this, right? I was just going to ask you the same thing. There, there's not, it's not even a choice. What's the... I think it depends. It depends. Like, for me personally, like, 
I really like my husband and my friends and my mom and my dad. Like, yeah. I would be sad to be like, well, I guess I no longer exist to anyone. And also, like, now I'm dedicating my life to this thing like that I didn't even know existed. So how passionate could I really be about it? Unless you're somebody who, like Will Smith in this scenario, is already basically dedicating his life to serving society, is used to high-stakes situations. Right. Um, and I would imagine has little to no home life. I guess so. It's just like, maybe it's just me. I just don't care about saving the world, I guess. <laughs> and that's, that's the, that's it's the most honest I could be. It's not for everyone. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It's not going to be for everyone. It can't be. We can't all be a hero, right? I, Some of us are just going to host podcasts. I really and don't not even to be podcasts that Not even podcasts that like better society in any way. Right? No. And if this podcast gets any better, I think I'm out. Because I don't even want to be like that. <laughs> you don't want to be that altruistic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want this to feel like a sacrifice. You know what I mean? This no. is purely self-serving. And anytime I even start to sniff a sacrifice, I'm out. I don't want to give up anything. Yeah. I'm just one of these bugs. Yeah. Agreed. I'm a parasite. Right. So, okay. Yeah, we know. Perfect. I just wanted to, neither, I just want to make sure we were on the same yes. page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Neither one of us would say yes. Cool. Good to know. If you're the type of person who's also just like, I believe there is more to this reality and I want to learn the secrets, you know, of the planet, I could see that being a good reason as well. Yeah, but then who are you going to like gossip about like with? You You got Kay as your best friend? Jesus, other, I mean. Yeah, other agents, I guess. Yeah, well, I don't you want to tell It's got to be a lonely existence. Yeah. You can't even then like, you can't even like date. No. Oh, no. Yeah. How does that work? Are you allowed to hook up? I think so, because he was going to hook up with that girl. I guess you could hook up and then just neuralize him. Ooh. Dark. I guess you could do pretty much anything and then neuralize him. Yeah, I guess that there's... Oh. Imagine if you, like, you have sex with a girl and you, like, come in, like, 10 seconds. Right. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you just, like, neuralize her. Then you just, like, go again. And she's like, wow, you're amazing. I can't believe you last so long. Yes, that's a perfect example of this. Or like, I'm like. By the way, girls don't care about that. <laughs> no girl wants you to last so long for anyone. Clearly, you got uh, neuralized at some point. Right. Um, I think it would be like, so what do you do for a living? Or what, what are you passionate about? It's like, I've got a podcast. And she's like, uh, check. And then I just flashy thing her. It's like, Pew. what do you do? Nothing. <laughs> like, like, um, I'm a scientist. Business. For- business i'm a business scientist <laughs> yeah only I make a lot of money <laughs> of the business yeah yeah right afterwards you're like i have the biggest dick I've ever seen. <laughs> that's after all the flashy things you finally get to the like most effective sentence and it's like i have a huge wiener it's like all right let's do it <laughs> great what's your name so i can tell everyone oh, fuck <laughs> okay so it's one letter <laughs> doesn't even matter <laughs> it's one letter spelled out <laughs> yeah that's right did you notice that all of the agents' names are one letter, but their character names are spelled out, so it's K A Y. I saw that. J-A-Y I wasn't sure if that was like a D-E-E. caption thing or no in the credits. Oh, in the credits. Okay. Yeah. That's a mistake. To anyway, me. moral of the story is none of us have the power to do that. So just be honest about your average wiener, mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. You know, we'll all be fine. That's now I am. <laughs> Great. Anyway, we. Give him until sunrise to think about it. He shows up and he's like, all right, I'm in. But here's the deal. You hired me. So you, so I know you see my skills. And Kay is like, 
sure but around here your skills mean dick <laughs> yeah and then they go into like this like 1960s looking cool space where they're doing alien business the and also it's like a hub office. like a travel it's basically hub kind like of cust- it's basically like customs for aliens yeah it's so weird because like it's customs for aliens but it's also like a police station essentially for like it's all one thing yes yes it yeah it's like a detective agency right customs fbi like all the things uh he's just like showing him all the secret shit he like Shows him a screen of all these people on Earth who are actually aliens. And it's like Al Roker, Sylvester Stallone, Steven Spielberg, which is fun since he produced this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all of them are famous men, by the way. Where are all the famous female aliens? Yeah, that's right. You got Al Roker, Danny DeVito. Uh, oh, they got Chloe Sonnenfeld, which is the director's daughter. Sly Stallone, Dionne cool. Warwick. We got, give though. Give me some. Like, Newt Gingrich. What? Come on. Like, how fun would it be? How, like, the fun irony if, like, Sigourney Weaver was actually oh, an alien. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good right? one. Anything else? Really alien versus alien. Um, Yeah, who else? What other famous women do you feel like have to be aliens, Dan? Probably, I think that Tyra Banks is an alien. Oh, one bajillion percent. Yeah. Which may be the highest percentage I've given on the podcast. That's amazing. I think you just nailed it <laughs> that was great wow i could wow. not be happier wow absolutely crushed it Woo, thanks so good appreciate it. they get him in the in the suit they get him suited up they delete his entire identity they wipe him from the earth they like burn off his fingerprints for some reason that scene has always stuck with me because he's like holding this ball yeah i don't know what it is just like ah <laughs> yeah i think it would really hurt <laughs> like a really lot more hurt. than that yeah definitely yeah I'm just like, why has it got to be men in black, huh? Like, where's all the... Girls would be so good at this. Yeah, but then they would have to redo the whole, like, logo. You know, like, M-I-B. And then the song can't even be, like, everything needs to change. Everything would need to change. I get it. I get it. But you know what? Maybe everything needs to change. It does by the end of the movie, I guess. So, we're good. Here comes the people Mm -hmm. in black. That's not as catchy, but we'll we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. Meanwhile... This alien in a skin suit is driving around the city in a pest control truck he stole from an exterminator that he murdered. And he's following a man with a cat who appears to be the president of another planet who is in possession of the galaxy. A guardian of the galaxy, if you will. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, also, I forgot to say this. Do you know who the Edgar was supposed to be? Who? Uh, John Tuturo. Oh. And I love John Tuturo, but... You can't do better you than can't. this. No one, no one. I refuse to believe. Agreed. He goes into this diner where these two aliens are sitting and kills them both and runs away with, with what he thinks is the galaxy in a container. Will Smith delivers an alien baby, which is fun. That is very fun. It's very cute too. And then it spits up all on him. Uh, and then they scour the tabloids because apparently that's where you get the actual alien news. And it leads them to Edgar's house where they interview his widow and learn that they have a bug on their hands. And they flashy thing her. They try to get her life back on track. Agent J has this like (laughs) weird thing about the neuralizer where he like feels bad. Like A, he feels bad. He's like, there's got, this has got to be giving people leukemia. Like this can't be good for people. But also he's like, can't you like give them better memories? Like, can't you like set them up for success a little bit more when you like give them the new memory? And he's like, you're going to go into town. You're going to buy yourself a new dress and some shoes. Like 
you and left you him. left him right yeah <laughs> love that cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hire an interior decorator because damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they head straight to the morgue where laurel has already gotten hands deep in these aliens that edgar killed at the diner and she knows something's up I just wrote, what the fuck is up with Laurel? Like, the first thing she says as they put their hands into this dude is like, you have really pretty eyes. Yeah, she's like a very offbeat kind of like crazy person a little bit. Like hypersexual too. Yeah, which I'm just like, oh, cool. You wrote one female character. What do you know? Like, she's got to be attractive and sexual even though she's like, but then also like, is she kind of fucked? Like, then she's like, you know what I like to do late at night? Right. It's like. Is she fucking corpses? Is that what you're alluding to? Like, I what's going on so. here? I could never. It has I don't to know. be. Yeah. What else would it be? And How could he? What fuck? else would it be? What, and like why? Mortis? Yes. Ugh, that doesn't make sense. What is? What does she do? I want to know. I. She's a very strange character. But then it's also like one of those things where it's like she's strange enough to join the people in black. I don't know, but I feel like there's got to be a level of like groundedness and inte- like obviously she's smart. She's a, a doctor of sorts. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't understand why we add this to her character. Like wh- I don't what know. are we doing? I don't here? know what this is. Such a confused character. I have no this idea. This is what's a very going confused on. character because it's not a finished character. No, it's not a real a real person either. Yeah. The dude's head opens up and there's like a tiny little alien living in there who's dying. But I'm like, why are you dying? Like only your human vessel got stabbed. So I like to think that like they're somehow getting the energy connected. to run. It's like a spaceship kind of. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. lights and shit in there. Right. But this poor little tiny dude. Uh, yeah. I, he's so cute too. He's got this little small body and he's like controlling this big old. Oh, oh no, it's not. It's the smaller guy, right? Yeah. It's dying words are, let's say, are to prevent war. The galaxy is in Orion's belt. They have no idea what that means. They're back at the office. They're like trying to figure it out. Jay catches Kay using the technology to zoom in uh, like via satellite on the woman he's in love with. Before Instagram where he could just kind of do that Delete without it. being yeah. in Men in Black. Just, right. Exactly. You could just, um, what's it called? You uh, Cyberstalk? You could ar- archive it all. Oh, you're talking about the fact that he's like lurking her. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't look her up on the gram. We have to via satellite spy on her in her garden. Right. And Jay's like trying to make it feel better. And he's like, well, you know, come on, man. Like, you know what they say. It's better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all. And Keisha's like, try it. Yeah, try it. like, Ooh. Wow. I feel bad for him. I never heard that comeback to that statement. And it is powerful. Yeah, the one thing that they don't tell, like they don't tell Edwards, like Jay at the beginning is like, you're going to be able to retire. Right. At some point. At some point, I'll flashy thing you and you can... Uh, so, I mean, I would have to guess if you've given your life to service this way, they've got to be able to set you up with like however, whatever life you want. Right? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Yeah, for but sure. all of a sudden we realize that aliens are leaving the planet in droves. So what do they know that we don't? Edgar is raiding the old man slash aliens jewelry store because he realizes that he doesn't actually have the galaxy. And he looks at a picture of the cat and it sort of something clicks into place he storms off and steals a tow truck j and k are on it they go and find frank who's an alien <clears throat> disguised as a pug and shake the literal shit out of it yeah. i'm just like how did we capture this moment please tell me you know apparently the uh, american humane society were on their ass about everything like even the cockroaches yeah. so 
they oh no yeah they they count like at the end of the day they counted all the cockroaches to make sure none of them were missing like when he's like crushing them it's like mustard yeah. packets so i'm assuming they wouldn't let him shake a dog i was wondering if maybe they shot it in slow motion maybe because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> like that sped it up because he does that <laughs> with the he, car or he, he did it in slow motion and then they sped it up because yeah he's like he's literally shaking the shit out of this dog and everyone on the street is staring yeah it's like sorry the, the dog was my friend money <laughs> yeah but they get answers out of him i mean it works yeah he's like it's a really small thing and he's like galaxy is here it's the size of a marble and he's like it's how could it be here it's you know it contains billions of stars and it's like you humans when are you going to figure out that size doesn't matter it's like a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah turns out the cat's name is orion this cat that's been sticking by its owner that old man alien this whole time the cat's name is orion and the galaxy is on its collar the belt AKA of course belt. of course so edgar gets to the morgue he's like deteriorating so intensely at this part it's disgusting <laughs> he's looking for the cat and he starts attacking laurel trying to find it jay goes in alone without k but then k walks in and sees david cross stuck to the ceiling with alien goo <laughs> i'd say watching this performance of david cross i was like i am not surprised david cross didn't get more jobs he's pretty terrible in this role i don't know if he like just became <laughs> better later on david cross doing david cross you know what I mean? yes that's true smacking the shit out of some bugs and he does not like that shit. no god no that's his sensitive sensitive spot mm-hmm so they have a little sta- a little shootout. Edgar takes off with the galaxy and Laurel. They steal a cab and he commands Laurel to drive him somewhere. He then swallows the galaxy. They're back at the Men in Black office trying to figure this out. Also, on top of all of this, the planet that the Guardian of the Galaxy was from, who was killed, is now blaming Earth for the fact that the galaxy is missing. And so they're basically like, turn over Earth or we'll destroy your planet. Or turn and over the galaxy, an, right? Turn over the galaxy or we'll destroy your planet. And they have an hour on the clock before the planet is destroyed. Just to add some some stakes here. There's a lot of stuff going on. I, I had to really read like the plot to make sure I totally understood it. The guy who had it, had the galaxy, was keeping it because it's got like some subatomic energy potential that if the bug got, it could destroy his race. And so now that they don't know where it is, that that like the warship of that, you know, planet or race Mm -hmm. is like, we might as well just destroy Earth because it's not worth it. If the bug gets that energy potential, they'll wipe us out. Exactly. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. You knew exactly what's going on. But I had to read it. I didn't really. I mean, I got like 75% of it, but there's stuff I didn't really understand. <laughs> Are the two leads also uh, lesbian in a lesbian relationship? <laughs> That's right. I, <laughs> I'm really good at picking stuff up. Sometimes you pick up things that aren't there. Yeah, they're not even in the plot. Yeah, and sometimes you don't pick up things that are there. But regardless, it makes for a good time. Yeah, that's right. It makes for a good pot- potter. <laughs> potter. Um basically jay sees this picture of the world's fair in queens uh which is actually there i just drove past it the other night they have these two things that look like flying saucers yeah what are they what is those what were those in this i don't know what they actually are should we take a should we take a moment to look that up oh it's an observation deck it's just a just an an elevator deck and then you can get to an observation deck that's, I didn't know you could even go up there. Maybe you can't anymore, but you could. Maybe you used to be able to when the World's yeah. Fair was a real fair. Yeah, when they were showing the best of the best of the best of human ingenuity. That's right. 
yeah, so those things are actually flying saucers um, that landed and Jay sees a picture of them on the wall and is like, hey, do those still work? And they're like, ding, 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 let's go. Let's take the Midtown Tunnel. The car goes into hyperspeed and is like driving on the roof. Kay is just like listening to Elvis, living his best life. He's like, you know Elvis is dead, right? He's like, Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. Which is such a weird thing to say. Like, why, if you heard someone listening to Elvis, you wouldn't be like, you know Elvis is dead, right? You'd be like, no. why? Yeah, I know. That was a weird matter? one. That was like a forced a forced line so that we could learn that Elvis was an alien. Of course. Yeah, but it's, it's got to be a better way of saying that. But I'd yeah. be like, you know Frank Sinatra's dead, right? Like, <laughs> right, like yeah, yeah okay. I do. I will continue to enjoy his music, you dick. Right. Anyway, the bug climbs up to the flying saucer. He gets in there, starts flying away over Queens, right over the Met Stadium, City Field. I don't know what it was called. It was back Shea. Then, but today it's, oh, back uh, then it was Shea. Yeah. And now it's City Field. Mm-hmm. Like, distracts the baseball players. But then J and K get there just in time to blast it out of the sky. It, like, comes crashing down to Earth. Can and I interrupt for a so second? Pissed. Please. Why don't they just tell these aliens that they have the galaxy? Clearly, they there's don't. N- right, but they th- don't yet. They don't even need proof. Oh, like when they get the galaxy, there's like one more second left, and it's like just call them and say we have it, and like they do, but it also right. it calls off the whatever. Yeah, because I guess then they'd be like, great, and they just zip over to you, and they're like, where is it? Yeah, at least you buy you uh, buy at least some time. They, you would get some backup, right? You'd be like, yeah, we have it. It's inside this bug. He's right here. Right now, it's two against one. But if you guys just like bring your ship <laughs> over here on, real help quick, us out. yeah, <laughs> we have the perp. Yeah, you're right. I absolutely don't. I couldn't tell you. I guess but, because it wouldn't be a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, just shut up. So <laughs> I love that Edgar. Whatever the bug comes out of the flying saucer that's crashed, and he's so pissed. He's like. You milk sucker. <laughs> that's where this line goes. It's I'm like, like, that's a really funny name for a human being. Milk sucker. And they're like, just put your hands on your head. And then he pulls his skin suit off and is a huge cockroach monster. Kay is just like, all right, keep him on this planet. Well, first of all, the monster just like eats their guns, just like swallows them. Right away. And Kay is like, I'm going to go get my gun back. So just like pisses off the bug until he swallows him whole. And we see him like inside the bug. It's gross. Jay has to keep this bug from climbing up to the other flying saucer. And he's trying his best, but this bug's just like beating the shit out of him. It's going up the ladder. And the best way he finds to start distracting this bug is to start smushing cockroaches. This scene is fucking gross. It's he like disgusting. One of the worst parts about it is he like kicks this dumpster and then like upwards of like 70, 75 yeah, cockroaches fly out of spill it. out. And they're real cockroaches. They look All of disgusting. New York is filled with cockroaches. It's just like the facade of the city is just effectively a balloon. I don't know if I would have like not liked cockroaches as much if I didn't see Jay smushing cockroaches and it being a mustard packet and it like Ugh, it's gross. It's so disgusting. I've had to kill, not anymore, but I had my NYC apartments back in the days where all of a sudden you're just like, oh, there's a huge fucking cockroach on the on the wall and you just have to deal with it. Like Ugh. you just have to take care of business yourself. Yeah. And it is disgusting. You're pissing off some bug somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to feel the wrath of some alien race. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he starts smushing all these cockroaches and he's like, oh, was that your auntie? <laughs> and then the bug like gets up really close to his face and he's like, you best get out of my face before something bad happens to you. And then we hear the gun start to fire up and he's like, too late. Kay blasts the bug from inside, explodes it. 
goo everywhere. They get the galaxy. They like think they're good. The bug creeps up and is about to eat, like the top half of the bug creeps up and is about to eat them. But then Laurel blasts it and it explodes. Saves the goddamn day. Saves the day. So they get back to the agency. Kay takes the flashy thing out and Jay's like, hey, do we have to flash her? Like, you know, it's. She's not going to tell anyone. She's not going to tell anyone. She's cool. He's like, it's not for her. It's for me. I haven't been training my partner. I've been training my replacement. Wow. I forgot about this and it made me sad. It made me sad, but it, it was also pissing me off this time. It's like, this is so unprofessional. You can't stick around for like two more days to train literally, this guy. He doesn't have any idea what he's doing. You literally trained him for 48 hours. Yeah. He's like, and I, I got to get out of high risk here. job. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, ah, oh, you're fine. I'm fucking tired, man. It's like, I've got I've this memory. on that lady. Right. I he's like, I just to, lived in I'm this ready to bug's. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I need to fuck right away. I've been, I'm ready to fuck non-anonymously. Yeah, and I can't wait another day. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like, I was just inside this bug's body. I've got that. That's one of a hundred memories I want to forget. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've, I was just in this bug's body. I'm too horny. <laughs> I need to get out of here. That should not have felt as good as it <laughs> yeah. felt to me. Do I you understand? I am so turned on right now. Please flashy thing me. <laughs> Before I literally vaporize myself. <laughs> I'm going to neuralize all over the place if you don't flashy thing me. He's like, you thought those were bug guts everywhere? <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'll see you around. He's like, no, you won't. Flashism. <sighs> we see it in a tabloid. Man awakes from 35-year coma to reunite with the woman he left behind. And it's him and the woman he's been spying on via satellite. So we see he's resumed to his life and he looks very happy. In fact, he has an almost insane-looking smile on his face. Like, we don't see him smile the entire movie. Yeah. Until we see him on the cover of that tabloid. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. But also, like, where he's been in a coma. So, like, did they have to recreate his body? Or did they? Yeah. No, we don't... no his body is fine. No, I know. But, like, what? Why did she think that he was in a coma? Like, does he exist? Does, did she they, think his look, body they can give exists? Her, they can give her any memory they want. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Yep. Okay. So uh, now, flash forward, Jay and Laurel are partners now. Out on the scene, we zoom out of NYC through the Earth, through the galaxy, and turns out it's just one marble in an alien's collection. Really puts it in perspective. And I was like, man... Maybe that's why sometimes like things just feel fucking weird, you know? Sometimes your marble's just like in play or out of play or Right. Who freaking knows? Or the cat that it's on is like taking a bath or Yeah, or you know, anytime you're worried about some project you're you have to do or something, listen, we're all just some part of some big marble game by giant aliens. Out. Like zoom out a bit, guys. You know, it's not that Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Yeah. Literally nothing matters, yeah. So why do I have to pay my bills? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've, I'm just going to stop. Uh, shall we rate it and submit it? Yes. I'm willing to go first if you want. Go first. I just remember this movie like taking over when it came out. Mm-hmm. And this was a big year for movies. This, is, I mean, Titanic oh, yeah. came out this year. And Holy Jurassic shit. World, both of which beat it in terms of the amount of money it made. But for some reason, this was it wasn't as big a, a significant uh, cultural moment as Titanic, but it was still massive. You know, the song Men in Black 
I guess was Will Smith's foray into like solo music as well. Mm. And then he took over with Big Willie style. Oh, yeah. This movie is just, uh, it's just so wildly entertaining and funny. And I think ahead of its time, it's just, again, it's like, yeah, 95 minutes in and out. Like it just gets the job done. Mm-hmm. And it's just perfect for the time. It was great. And it's and it, it really seriously does not lose a step with me. I thought it was absolutely nope. perfect. So I'm going to give this movie eight and a half noisy crickets out of 10. Noisy crickets. It's his little gun. Oh, nice. Really nice. Thanks. Wow. Good one. Thanks. Deep cuts. Um, couldn't agree more. This movie was like sometimes we watch movies for the pod and I started. I'm like, oh, please don't be bad or please, like, <laughs> yeah. And this one literally as soon as the opening credits started, I knew it was going to be great. Feel the same like, way. Right. It hits the ground running and it just keeps running. And it's just so fun. Holds up. Perfectly cast. Very captivating. I love anything with a fun and you know fun imaginary universe that helps me believe in a little bit more magic than we see on the surface mm. or science fiction as it were i'm going to give this movie also eight and a half kitty balls <laughs> great man I mean, we're we're right right on uh yeah. synced synced up we're in sync today in sync. we synced up on our periods yes right on our one year uh anniversary period our anniversary period yeah I knew it would happen like that. (laughs) Moons were aligned. Fuck. Um, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us for a year or over the course of this year. Um, You're dope. We love doing this, and we're going to keep doing it. And keep your eyes peeled for the Patreon because some video episodes are coming your way, and you're not going to want to miss seeing us sitting here. You can't even imagine the kind of crazy (laughs) stuff we do. Yeah. The secret is that we're both naked Mm -hmm. and I'm actually Dan. Right. Mm -hmm. And we sign language the whole thing. Let's not make promises we can't keep. No, yeah, that was a bad one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Movie Club. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and write us a glowing review. We are millennials. We kind of need the validation. For even more goodies, be sure to follow Millennial Movie Club on TikTok and Instagram. Later Later days. days.